Hello, and welcome back to Swinging at Chins. I think I should be saying that to myself. I've had to miss a couple episodes lately. Aaron's always here. Always. Um, first of all, if I have my release schedule correct, uh, I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. I hope you're all still full of turkey. Yummy. Eating sandwiches, watching, at this point, I mean, Premier League football, but normal football. You know what we used to always do? The Friday after, I think HBO always did like a Band of Brothers marathon. Oh, really? Dad and I used to just sit and watch that. That wow. used to be the go-to. Fair enough. That's football for us, realistically. Yeah. I mean, football and family. Now it is. Football family. Football family. Not, nope, don't have another word that's going to fit in there and keep this a family-friendly show. <laughs> so, uh, as you guys probably know, we have notes that we try to pretend to be professional on. Uh, this note just starts with my talking points. So, that's all over the place. Um, so, I look back at what you and Woodsy talked about last week. Um, obviously, we'll touch on Arsenal real quick. I want to touch on VAR. Um, I think Newcastle is very interesting right now. I know they have a lot of injuries. I want to touch on the whole Karen Trippier interaction with the fan. I thought that was very interesting. Yeah. 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 So, um, you know what? Screw it. Let's do VAR. Let's do VAR first, especially because it's Newcastle and Arsenal. Um, I don't want to get it. It's out now. The Howard Webb interview happened. They went over it. They talked about everything. It's out now. There, so for, from a standpoint, the one thing I saw that they did wrong with the technology that they had is when they were looking for the ball for offsides, that was the best look that they got at the Joe Linton foul on Gabriel, and they did not use it. So I don't know how to fix that. I don't know if you need two replay operators instead of just one because there's that many camera angles to go through. But from from a from a procedure standpoint, you can tell – the procedure is better. You can't deny improvements from the Liverpool Spurs game to now. I think that's up there. My issues with it were how do we not have touchline technology? We had it in the World Cup. It was a huge part of the World Cup in that Japan game. Massive part to talk about exactly what happened in this game. Is the ball or is the ball not on? And they never said, oh, the ball's not on. They said, oh, it's not conclusive. Yeah, I agree. Let's make sure it's conclusive. We can take away all the arguments. No one has argued that the Japan ball was out in the World Cup since that uh, image came out. No one had argued that. It's true. So let's just make it conclusive. Let's give them all the tools. It's an incredibly hard job. It doesn't pay well. You get all the flack. No one cares if you do your job well. If you do it well, they only care when you do it bad. I can, I can, I can understand all of that. Let's give them all the tools. You have a billion dollars from one team in transfers. There's money in this league. Let's get them the tools. Uh, the second thing that I think is just wrong with VAR, and I know we've talked about this, but I'm going to bring it up again. I'm going to bring it up until they do it because they're going to do it. There's no way they can get around it. Clear and obvious is in itself an oxymoron. It, <laughs> there, when is it clear and obvious? Yeah, it's just a... An escape, realistically. The, yeah, it is. It, it's it's language that sounds great, but they don't say. Okay. Hey, Michael Oliver, I'm about to stab Joe Linton. Stab, stab. And then Michael Oliver goes, okay, play on. All right. That's a clear and obvious error. 
what, what, what interpretation? There's so much interpretations of what becomes clear and obvious. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. By the way, Joe Linton did foul Gabriel. I don't know how they messed that, but I, I don't know how to improve that. I don't, I don't know what procedures you can do apart from, I don't see how you didn't see what everyone else are. Mark Goldbridge has been going off about every time I watch it, it's a foul. I I don't get it either. Graham Graham Suna said the same thing. He's like, you're telling me that Joel Linton just that six foot four Gabrielle just fell out of the way. Joel Linton has his hands on the back. It's that doesn't make any sense. And also, here's the other thing that doesn't make any sense uh, with the offside rule. Well, who did it come off of last? If Gabrielle's flopping to the ground, and we know that the ball is coming off of. Jolinton's hip, which is what they said, because that's how they lined up offsides. Anthony Gordon's foot was ahead of the ball when it came off Jolinton's hip. And the the you know, David Raya was above it. So it's all about ball placement. It's not about second defender. So he was offside. Now, that being said, I do not like that aspect of the offside rule. I think if the ball pings around a couple people and rolls off someone's hip. Calling offside on that is bad, but if you have to play the rules the way the rules are, and that's the way it is, then he was offside by the rule. The rules as written, not necessarily the rules as intended. So that's not my problem. My problem is it was a foul, and how do we not have touchline technology? But, hey, also improvements. It was improvements. I thought the VAR did a good job. I thought the Christian Romero uh, and the Sacedo goal – that got called for offside. I thought the way they verified offside. Mm-hmm. And I thought going back and <clears throat> not only that, not only how VAR did it, but also the communication between VAR and Michael Oliver and then Michael Oliver's communication to both Hongman Son and Christian Romero. I thought all that was very good. That was very well done. I really think it was. It was definitely a foul. It should have been a penalty kick. They let play go on. It looked like they got a goal out of it. They didn't get a goal out of it because he was offside, and it did go right in between his legs. I also thought the way that they took away, uh, I think it was the Scott McTominay goal in the United game, I thought that was very good. Yeah. You know? Oh, goal yeah, score yeah. offside? No. Harry uh, McGuire offside? Yes. Does he impact the play? We think he does. Hey, go look at it. We want to see he's not. Goal scorer's onside. Harry Kane's offside. Tell us if you think he impacts the play. Looks at it. What I'm seeing is that he does impact the play. He's offside. That's how far it's supposed to work. That's all very good. So the fact that Arsenal's one didn't work out well doesn't mean I'm going to say VAR's done and it should because VAR can't be done. We're in it. We have to be in it. Pandora's box is open. There's no two. There's no going one, back. Yeah. Yeah. Once you had all the camera angles. Cause imagine if you didn't have it for all the screw ups that they have. Imagine if you didn't have it, the major ones that should be obvious that aren't going to be called back anymore. You can't get away with it. You have to have far cause you have to be trying to get the right call when you get to know what the right call is. The problem is they tried to do it, but keep the spirit of the game. And while I understand the spirit of the game, I understand what you're trying to do. You don't get to do both. You can't. It, it needs to be what you had said, where we need to have to give these refs the tool, the advantages in order to be able to decipher the right call made on each play. 
And if they don't have those tools, then they're only handicapped with what they've got. And there's, I, I know I poo pooed on them a couple weeks ago, and it wasn't even really like I even kind of stuck up a little bit for the refs too. But I was poo pooing more on on VAR, and that <laughs> especially tools. They needed the tools. If you really want to listen to it more, go back a couple episodes and, and listen to what we. Woodsy and I had talked about, but uh, it it's it's here, it's now, it's never going away. We just need to improve it and keep improving it, and just step by step go from there. There's nothing, nothing more really that we can do. Yep, and I will give Howard Webb credit for that, which pains me to say in my own way. But <laughs> he he, it, it is improving. If nothing else, the transparency is an improvement because the transparency is going to lead to pressure. And you don't open yourself up for that amount of transparency if you don't actually want to make it work. Now, is he the right guy to make it work? I don't know. But he wants to make it work. The verbiage also, I don't know if you caught that, it was a lot better between video assistant, the the head of mm-hmm. VAR and the on-field official. I don't know if you caught that as well. It, yep. At one point they asked, like, I, need a, I need a check of what was the call on-field. Also, hold on. I want to bring this up too because I, I caught this in the audio too. Uh, these players that are crowding the ref and distracting him only makes it worse. Oh, yeah. So it's like you need to – and you'll hear uh, – I don't remember who the ref was at the time but for that match. But they tell him you need to – Go away, leave like leave me alone. And they're supposed to be giving yellow cards to those kind of actions against those players. And I don't know that that's kind of gone out the window. Well, point. it's one of those. It's one of those that I think that you have to give yellow cards. Only it, it turns into who threw the you know he without sin can throw the first stone. I I recently just took over, not to name names, but I recently just took over as a supervisor at my company and there were some contracts that were just not the best performing and there are things that the our customers and who we work with need to do better but i don't get to have that conversation until i get all my ducks in a row first and it's one of those when it it could so oh he's giving out yellow cards because I mean, just imagine what Woodsy would say to this he's giving out yellow cards because he threatened you know michael oliver is working for saudis and he said that, and he didn't like it feeling like people will say anything, right? And that I think that's one of the reasons why audio that the refs should look forward to the audio being released, right? Because it should show them doing their job, it really should. And also, crowding a ref has never once ever, ever done anything, and ever not every, but a lot of soccer players do it. I remember when you and I used to play in high school. I'm not going to name names there either, but you and I can both think of a couple guys who would always go and yell at the ref when it's like, dude, just shut up. Yeah. Don't let the captain talk to him. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So yeah, that that's where that is. Uh, I know I said I was going to talk about Arsenal. The only thing I'm going to talk about is this. Do you know why Martin Odegaard has been out? Why he's been out? Yeah. Concussion, allegedly. Do you know where the concussion came from? Lifting a trophy above his head and he <laughs> dropped it on his head. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. He was getting ready. No, apparently he got pinged in the face. No. At practice. Uh, and he got pinged in the face so hard that he's had a concussion. Oh, man. Not good. Hopefully he has a good break. So, good on him. I, uh, I've i been really pleased with Arsenal. I was really pleased with Arsenal in the United match. I think that the United match was 
one of those matches that really it, it got away from everybody. It definitely got away from Bruno. How Bruno got to the 87th minute before he had a card is beyond me. You could argue it got away from Kai a little bit. I think it got away from the refs. I think it got away from any kind of our attacking. I will give Newcastle this. I think they did a very good job of making it so that we never got comfortable. I think if you also look at how Newcastle have played, beating us killed them. Yeah. They have been awful since then. They gave everything. 2-0 to Bournemouth, which is when Kieran Trippier had the one with a fan. You know, how many injuries do we have? I thought that was good. It was it was heated and emotional, but it didn't I, go over the top though. Like I I understand Trippier's defense and his frustration. And you're as a fan, you're allowed to jeer at the players as much as you want, as long as you're not well the fan's gone from Newcastle to Bournemouth. He's gone from one end of England to the other. To watch a match. Yeah, yeah. Take an easy win on the South Coast and then 2 0 loss. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think they're being a little spoiled right now, personally, but they are. They are. Uh and I, I think it's tough. I think they took advantage of a season last year that had a lot of transition in a lot of ways. Yep. I mean, you saw United start stay. They, they kind of came up and then they kind of dove down towards the end of the season. Um, but Villa getting much better. Um, Chelsea getting much worse. At that Arsenal being really good. Uh, Tottenham being much worse. You know, and it was one of those like they took advantage of that. And I still think that they're on the way up. But I think a lot of fans saw them and thought we're going to be the next Roman Abramovich club. And it just it, that hasn't happened yet. I don't think they want to have that happen either. But no, and I, I don't. I'm talking about the points deduction. That's possible. Well, that's true. That's true. The point they don't, and I don't know if maybe it's one of those he got away with it, but now no one else is. Yeah. And now the Saudis have to deal with that because Abramovich got away with it, and then you know the royal family got away with it. But now, now we're stuck. Now the Saudis are being told, "No, we're going to watch you." And same, same with Bully. I mean, even okay. Chelsea's going to have. So it's, I, I don't know. I don't know why they're not spending that much money. I think there's a little bit of frustration of, "Oh, hey, we did so much better." But I was promised. Also, and I cannot express this enough. We saw one fan yell at one player. Like that is that 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 does not necessarily match the zeitgeist of what Newcastle's feeling right now. Most of the fans are probably incredibly happy. I I mean, look at that stadium. Yeah. Like, you know, 42,000 of them cheering. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like said, one person. What do you, what do you want? Yeah. One person had the one. And again, I'm, I'm not saying that no one thinks that, but it's also, you know, I, I do the slipness test all the time. Uh, I ask, I love asking new Albany Gooners members, who is your least favorite team? Yeah. And the answers I get, I can tell how long you've been an Arsenal fan. And it's not that I'm gatekeeping, because I don't care why you became an Arsenal fan. Yeah, of course. You could have become an Arsenal fan after they beat City, and you just want City to lose, and they beat City, and they look like they had the best chance. I know there's Liverpool fans in America like that. My my, I don't care why you became a fan. The thing is just, do you stay a fan after? Do you stay a fan through good times and bads? That's all I care about. But I can always tell 
based on how old, based on the team, how old of an Arsenal fan it is. If it's City, you're really young. If it's Liverpool or new, if it's Liverpool, you're probably new, right? Or you're very old. Like if you remember eighties, if you remember late late eighties, Liverpool Arsenal. Like I don't, I wasn't alive, but I know the history. Like I can see that being like your team, right? But for me, it's like it's Man United because I remember the Ferguson Wenger fights, the awful, awful like what would go on, and I Man United drove me crazy. A lot of guys, it's Chelsea, and you can tell why when Chelsea started pulling the whole part of London thing that killed a lot you know that that was so it's that same type of like how long have you been a fan and i can tell that way it's almost the same thing that newcastle fans have to do oh you're really upset where have you been for the last five years because we weren't in the champions league you know like life is great and it's the same thing with arsenal fans oh man i can't believe this is awful we're playing off like this is this is great this is fantastic. I am so happy with what's going on. Yes, I didn't like the way the season ended last year. Who would? But I liked most of the season. <sighs> All right. I think that does it for my thoughts. What, what what did you guys talk about with Spurs? I'm interested. I haven't had a chance yet. It's literally um, how Ange is um, trying to Goodness, sorry. Uh, adversity, High line. Adver- adversities. Yeah, well, that popped up too. But we had also talked about that two weeks ago. Um, the adversities that they're going through, uh, will they maintain their top stat, like staying up, not staying up, but being in the top four, will they maintain? Does anyone actually think, and I'm, I don't mean this as in a big and just stupid, does anyone actually think that that Tottenham squad can survive being in the top four this year. As long as Son is scoring a bunch. I think right now, the Wolves game. Keep getting red cards. What? You know that's going to happen. Well, yeah, that's, I said, (coughs) I didn't mean, you know, like. They have the same issue. Well, even more pronounced, I'd argue. That Arsenal had last year. You have a good coach. You have a lot of good players. They're clicking and playing in a way that works. You have no depth. You have no depth, and you will get injured. I the Wolves match doesn't happen if James Madison's on the field. Not that way. They would have scored. They would have scored too many. It wouldn't matter. Good. They look so good in the first, you know, first half, and it just petered out. That's what I had said. I was like. They had they had, they had no ability to final. Yeah, sounds good. Hun cannot carry that team. Richarlison is out now, <clears throat> but was never going to be the guy. No. James Madison's injured, and guys, I like James Madison a lot. You can go back in the show. I definitely like James Madison a lot. They don't have discipline. They're, uh, they're so out. They're, they're playing in a way that <laughs> reminds me of Leeds. You know, like uh, they don't care too much about possession and winning it in the the final third after turning over possession is important for them as well. Yep, yep. Um, also, their next four matches, oh, 
That's tough. Villa. Villa, City, West Ham, Tottenham. Tough. I mean, not Tottenham, Newcastle. They play each other. Inner squad. Yeah, they play inner squad. Like, <laughs> Villa, City, West Ham, enough, Newcastle. Will... <laughs> That's tough. Definitely a hard point. Newcastle right now is three days after the West Ham match, which is four days after the City match. That that's a that's a bad week. That's a week and that's a bad week. It was like a month and a half. Yeah. Yeah. I'm losing you a little bit on your audio. Oh, am I just being too quiet, maybe? Maybe, because you sound great now. Oh, okay. I think I just might be mumbling off. Maybe. But yeah, no, that's I if they come out of that going in injured with red cards, if they come out of that the way it looks like they're going to come out of that, you're going to see them falling down the table. And again, comfortable top half table team. And I'm scared with what Big Ange could do. I've said this before. My only hope is that Daniel Levy is going to leave you. And Big Ange will leave. But that's where we're at with that. I just, I don't, I don't know. I respect the hell out of that team. And that drives me crazy. I don't like that. So, um, as you might guess, Liverpool are going to start off match week 13 at 7.30 a.m., which means that they will, which means they will lose because if you, if you have to start, if you, it's impossible to start two and a half hours before another team. That's not fair. Well, it's all about the coverage. I just, I, I, we've had this argument before and I know Woodsy's not here to defend himself. But if two and a half hours is the difference between being well rested and not, then I want whatever they're getting for electric lights. <laughs> I that the, the, the issue, was. yeah, the issue with the international <laughs> break is that they're still playing games on Thursday. That's the issue. It's not seven thirty versus ten. It, it maybe they should all be Sunday games. Maybe international break should be great because we have all the games on Sunday. Like, I don't know, but it. It's fun. Yeah, but instead, he's going to complain about that. I mean, I I understand it's frustrating. From a standpoint, too, it's just like, man, 730 again. You got to be kidding me. So I understand that sense of yeah. annoyance, that level of yeah. annoyance. But I jokingly said that, oh, they're going to come out of this break and have a 730. Start time. I didn't look it up, and then I went to go look it up. I go, no shit. Yeah, there it is. Seven thirty. <laughs> there it is. Uh, and it's at the Etihad, so he has no complaints because they have just as many South American players. So, injuries for that matter. Speaking of uh, Luis Diaz's dad has been returned. So yeah, that's fantastic news. That was good news. A lot of injuries on both sides. I would argue that the injuries for yeah, I mean, De Bruyne, Stones, Kovacic, Ake on City's side. Uh, Curtis Jones, huge. Andrew Robertson, pretty big. I know Woodsy loves grabbing Birch. I wanted Villa to go after grabbing Birch. Yeah, you know what it is with your audio, man? You have a, like... Like the echo cancellation, or it's only picking up when you talk, and sometimes when you talk too quick, uh, it's not picking up. Let me tone it down. That might be better. Yeah, we we get a small amount. 
Say something. Uh, well, I mean, much better, it. much better. Okay. Yeah, I toned it down. Uh, Ten o'clock matches. Newcastle, Chelsea. That could be fun. Newcastle. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's going to be a good test for each other. Both squads there. Whether that City Chelsea match, man. I don't even think it was the best match. Yeah, I don't. I don't. It was probably the most fun match. I don't think it was the best match. In fact, can City defend like that against us next time, please? Because that was bad. Swiss cheese. And we even talked about that too. They were just like. Both sides did not defend. Obviously, when you have a 4-4 match, there's not really a lot of defending going on. But this was even worse. And I had Woodsy guess what my favorite match was, so I'll let you guess. Ooh, that week. favorite match last week? Yeah, yeah. He hit the nail right on the head. I was like, dude, get out of my head. I don't know if it's that obvious. I thought it wasn't. Everton Palace? Yep. All right, get out of my head. That was a fun match. Yeah, well, that one was actually a lot of defending, and the flow the flow of that match went really well. So I... Two early goals, then a lot of back and forth. Yep. Then an early goal to start off the second half. Yeah. Yeah. That's Tied cool. it up near the end, and then right near the end of game winning. Yeah, yeah, that was a yeah. lot. Like, I know 3-2 last week was also West Ham and somebody else, but I got it right here. Uh, West Ham and Forrest. But I don't know. The flow wasn't as good, wasn't as quality as uh, Palace and Everton, but both quality matches there. And uh, what else was I looking forward to this week? Oh, Forrest at home. I really actually want to see Forrest at home. Because they have, I think it might be the third or fourth longest home win streak going on right now. And they've this year they've picked up nine points at home. They beat nine points last, at home. Last. Yeah, that is true. They looked good that game. You know. That they did. I think a lot. I'm going to talk about it later on Villa Villa, but I think uh, a lot of it actually came down to game plan script, and I I feel like. That we played a little too aggressive, and uh, and that bit us in the butt. And with uh, Brighton's um, form of late, yeah, that too. I mean, it, they have given up a goal in every match this season. They have had no clean sheets, and I really think that comes down to the fact that they keep swapping out um, Van Hecken and steel there's no cohesiveness with the goalkeeper and the rest of the squad it almost feels like they're kind of like isolated and i don't know i feel like it, at any player you want to know that you're starting every match and the air of question you know the air of having to question whether or not you're going to be playing is kind of annoying as a player is a better word and yes, you should be training at a high level no matter what. Like you're supposed to be starting every match, but also having the consistency and knowing that you're going to start is a pretty big key mental factor in a lot of these players because some of them are fragile. I yeah, I know, I know, but my argument is always that you're getting paid a lot of money to play a game at the highest level 
You need to be mentally stronger. Some of them are fragile. Well, some of them shouldn't be in the prem. Well, how do you feel? never mind. I won't jump into that boat. Because he's injured, so I'm not going to do it. <sighs> Looking back at this, this is very interesting, actually. Uh, Forrest, the last two times Brighton have gone to Forrest to play. It has been 3-1 and 3-0 to Nottingham. Yeah, I mean, where was three? Gross own goal, Delino, and Gibbs White with a pen. Yeah, I mean, I could see that still happening. If Awani's in the squad, I, I feel like he's got a goal in him, or at least a goal involvement. He's big, strong, and Mostly fast. He's definitely faster than I am. So, because <laughs> that's that's the bar that's, for that's a barometer. You need to be that's faster it. than me, huh? You're faster than Aaron. Then you're fast. <laughs> oh boy, is there a lot of speedsters out there? Aaron? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's good for them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jesus Christ, that's yeah, funny. Oh, oh we have a bottom. We have a bottom. Team matchup here. I didn't even see that with Sheffield. Bottom team matchup. Yeah, Sheffield and Bournemouth. Ooh, Sheffield and Bournemouth. Bournemouth relegated to the bottom again. It is 17 versus 19. Yep. Four points do separate them. That's more points than separate fifth from first. Yep. So that's going to be a big, big, big matchup for Sheffield United at home. (laughs) I still think Bournemouth's going to win. I think they have better quality than Sheffield United, but it'll be entertaining. Yeah, I agree with that. I think this is one of those matches where Bournemouth is going to show that I still believe that there's a lot of separation between Sheffield and Luton and Burnley and the rest of the Prem. Yeah, you know, it seems kind of crazy. Like last year, it, it seemed like the promoted teams were had a better quality 11 than this year's promoted teams. And I get it. Luton Town was kind of a long shot team, so they never really I don't know. They weren't necessarily ready to get promoted, but they got promoted anyway because they were the best team in the playoff run right there. They went to penalties, but yes. Well, they got to finish it somehow. I agree. Uh, (coughs) For what Burnley had did in the championship, kind of threw me off a little bit too because um, they were excelling left and right, but I didn't. I know they didn't retain a few players that uh, were on loan, and I think that's really kind of biting them a little bit. And maybe they just Compagnie is a little over his over his head, out of his depth, and maybe he needs to have another season year where he gets rele- well, relegated and then brought back again. Whether they stick well, with them or not is completely yeah. different. But. I mean, I think they should, but <clears throat> City and Villa to start. It's a bad way to start. Got to win against Forrest. That's good. Yep. Spurs. Oh, sorry. The win against Forrest was the EFL Cup. They drew Forrest in the Prem. Lost to Spurs. Lost to City. Mm-hmm. Lost to Newcastle. They beat Luton. Well, they beat Lost Spurs. to Chelsea. Lost to Brentford. Lost to Bournemouth. 
You know, it's lost to Everton, lost to Crystal Palace, lost to Arsenal. It's not that that's a lot of really, really, I don't know. It's not like if they play, if they had played all, if they played Luton and Sheffield and Nottingham Forest, not even Nottingham Forest, they played Luton and Sheffield and Bournemouth Bournemouth. and had lost to all three. Maybe then I'd be saying, whoa, now, how bad is going on? They beat Luton. Yeah. So, you know, and I think you might just be saying there's that much of a disparity between the championship now. I almost wonder if they didn't spend enough money in order to bring in players. Like, I know that bringing in too many players, like we've seen with Forrest and Chelsea, uh, doesn't necessarily work well. It works well, it might work well enough to keep you promoted, but if you don't go out and spend on quality players either, then you're going to be in the bottom three like they are now. So you got to find that fine line between, (laughs) I know we're making it sound so much easier than it is, but there's so much fine line finances in the background that we're not like. We're armchair analysts. We're sitting back and talking about what we see. That's true. It doesn't mean we know what we're doing. It's just, just so many financial things. You got to fund a stadium. You got to fund managers and sponsors, and you know all this other stuff <coughs> goes into. And you've traditionally been a yo-yo club. And there's that too. So there's Some stuff. And you got to wonder if they think mission accomplished because now they're going to get parachute payments. And they were so good in the championship last year. Yeah, yeah. What makes them think they're not going to be back? I agree. You, you know, it's it's maybe this is to a certain point it has to be good enough. It's not that I have to get there and stick my claim and now I'm in the prem all the time no matter what. That can be dangerous because when you do get so upside down that you come crashing down, you could crash Leeds. all the way down. Leeds, Bolton, somebody else I'm forgetting. But yes, those teams. Going back old enough, Portsmouth. Portsmouth, yep. So, so, Bolton Wanderers, jeez. Nice, yeah, I know, nice right? Nice Bolton. Thank you. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe this is the smart way to do it. As much as no one wants to hear it, I don't think Luton's trying too hard to stay up. I don't think they can afford to stay up. To be honest, I know it's a weird thing to say, and obviously, you want to stay up to keep getting money. But also, I just they're they're not going to be able to buy the players that they want to bring in. They'd have to pay extra money to convince players on wages on transfers in order for them to want to come in. So it's almost better to be dropped down, take some loans on, and yeah, yeah. take some cheaper players from around who you are able to scout out now because you have the scouting money from being promoted, you know, and bring them in that way, groom them, and then you pop back up. So I agree. Sometimes it's just. Getting there to get that money is exactly what you need. Yeah, yeah, you're getting it. Uh, what do you? What match are you most looking forward to? And then what match do you think is going to be the dark horse? So the sneakily good match. I. Okay. The match that I'm looking forward to is probably going to be the Villa match, just because I want to see. I, I'm, you know, I'm sorry, I'm a Villa fan. There is obviously a line where I draw, but this, that's going to be a good matchup right there. It's going to be a fun match. 
That's that's the match I'm looking forward to the most, too. I think that match could be a lot of fun. The sneaky match? Everton and United. And I was also saying the same thing. (laughs) I was also thinking exactly the same thing. In fact, I think I could see that being a real, like, brutal back and forth. Oh, yeah. Because Everton doesn't play good at home. But United haven't been playing good at all. Yeah. So, so that that is United are so weird to me right now. They are six on the table, which I can't believe. They're seven points off of the lead. They've won their last four out of their five, too. Well, it'll one nil versus Luton, one nil versus Fulham. Points are points, man. It doesn't matter. It did but the, the quality with which you win. 2 1 okay, against Sheffield United, 2 1 against Brentford. In the in the middle of those, that's sandwiching a 3 0 loss to City and 3 0 loss to Newcastle and a 4 3 loss to Copenhagen. Yeah. Well, you so know. yes, they're winning, they're winning against bad teams. Good for them. Well, that's what they should be doing. The problem is, is they're not doing it with, you know, they're not winning. By two, three goals each of those. Does even it? Does, the, none of them look like inspiring wins. Oh God, no! They're like the Luton match did not. Oh, that was yeah. kind of nervy for every United fan around. Yep, the Fulham match. I'm gonna be honest with you. I didn't think they had a goal in them. They almost didn't. Yeah, they really almost didn't. It was in stoppage time. Bruno saved them. Is that the yeah. one? I don't. Yeah. I, and I, right there, I think it's a big problem. I don't understand how Bruno Fernandez is a captain. Neither do I. He's not. I, that's so weird to me. Yep. But they got thrashed by City. They got thrashed. <coughs> <coughs> Excuse me. They got thrashed by Newcastle. The Copenhagen match was laughable. That one was entertaining as a neutral. But good God, you probably are super depressed if you're a. Uh... United fan watching that, and that's what your your team had put out, the best that they could do to put out. Yeah, I mean, and I honestly, I think getting knocked out of Champions League is the best thing for them. Well, they still I know, oh, it's embarrassing, but I, yeah, maybe you don't even get Europa. I, I, I don't even know if they're going to, even if they get knocked out of all those competitions there. And they mainly focus on the Prem. I still don't think that's going to help them at all. Oh, it'll help them, but I, I don't know if it'll be enough. It's, it's it's not just the fact that they're running on fumes or their legs are tired or anything like that. It's just they're, everything seems so nonchalant with this squad. And not even a good way, just like they don't care to be there. Yeah. I also, how are you doing so bad in the Champions League when that's the only place that Rasmus Hoyland will score? Yeah, that's true. Explain that to me. He has no goals in the Prem. Yeah. And he's not going to have any for the next couple weeks because he's injured. So they got that going for them. He has started eight matches. He's been in nine. He has no cards. He has no assists. He has no goals. Nobody's talked about that. Nobody said he's a 007. What the hell? He said he had two against Copenhagen. Yep. Scored one. No, that was 
That was international. He had two against Galatasaray, and he had one against Bayern Munich. Do you think players like that, you know, you're going to get called up to your national squad? Well, as long as you're not injured. But do you think they actually enjoy the time away from United? Players like that? Maybe. Or players in I, toxic situations? And, and like yes. That? Well, and that's what I was going to say. I don't know if it's about away from United, but away from whatever the bad situation is. Because the Jaden Sancho thing is proving that there's not a good situation going on. Did you see that? Um, what's his name? Sir Yada Yada? I don't remember his last Sir Yada Yada? <laughs> no. I don't remember. Uh, is it I don't know who Sir Yada Yada is. Whoever was going to put a bid on. Whoever put it. Oh, the Ineos guy. Yes. Okay. So he said uh, when he becomes the owner, he's going to sell Sancho. He's going to sell Anthony. And he's going to sell um, Martial. Or at least try to. And, uh, and the number that that tossed up was like they're going to save him like 14 million a year or something like that just in wages yeah yeah i mean again everyone everyone laughed when we did nothing without you know abba and it's like you know how many we just got wages off the books yeah oh and then barcelona sold him barcelona sold him for chelsea for less than the wages that we got him off the books for yeah like it's not just about that but so much more definitely and then it's bonuses and all that other hot chats and right. unused uh, sub yeah. Yep. Uh, we do not have score predictions from Woodsy. Uh, I don't even have score predictions for myself, but I can just okay. let it fly. No, we, we will post them on Instagram where you can find us. On Facebook where you can find us. I don't know. I don't and use TikTok. Facebook anymore. But if you're telling me that we can find us on Facebook. Uh, you, you'll find us on Facebook. You'll find us on TikTok. You'll find us on YouTube. You will find you'll us. Find you will find us. You will find us. <laughs> yeah, you'll just find us. <laughs> All right. True, false, son. Oh, sick. Are you ready? Yeah, hit me. I got, I got, I typed some up already. Believe it or not, I was prepared. West Ham finished higher than Chelsea. False. Chelsea's get, I think Chelsea's <laughs> I know I'm so sorry. Uh we discussed a little bit about Chelsea too, and I said that I I think there's a little bit belief in the system right now that Pochettino's putting out and the players are starting to understand their roles a little bit better. So I think they're gonna I think we're gonna start seeing a little bit more success, but we still need to see what they're gonna pan out to be. All right, all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I said this to Woodsy, um, so I'm going to say it to you. Man City made an error selling Cole Palmer. False. Yeah, he said that too. Interesting. There, he's not going to break in, and you're just going to hold on to him and hold on to him and hold on to him. Is well, he I, playing well now? Yes, absolutely. Is Gabriel Jesus playing well now? Yes. Would you rather have Holland? Yes. My my thing is is Palmer. I think knowing that De Bruyne had an injury, and he's on the back not the back half of his career, but he's definitely not. In his, 
He's late in his prime. We'll say that. I think Cole Palmer probably could have stepped in this year during the injury that they obviously wouldn't have known because they don't have a magic eight ball, I think. <laughs> and they could have used him in that number 10 role and be able to, you know, have a little bit more freedom as far as. But Here, here's my, here's my problem with that. And I have this argument all the times with the Albany Gunner boys. Shout out if you're listening. No, no, there's always fluidity within that squad. So it doesn't really matter. Who who replaces Kevin De Bruyne? Actually, who does what Kevin De Bruyne does? Well, nobody. But what I'm saying is, so that you're going to play different when he's not there, and you're going to play in a different role. And whatever is happening, here's the here's the, here's the obvious answer: City, twelve played, nine wins, one draw, two losses, twenty eight points, top of the league, twenty gold plus twenty goal differential. Chelsea, twelve played, four four and four. 16 points, exact middle of the league, goal differential of five. And you'd argue that, like, eight of those were scored in the last two matches. Yeah, they, which means that before the last two matches, well, no, because it was four or four, but still, eight of those, eight of their 21 goals, eight of their 21 goals were scored in the last two matches. Yeah. They panic buyed. They probably overpaid. 100%. And City got to get rid of a player that wanted player in time that wasn't going to get it with them. And I understand your argument of, well, you know, what happens with injuries, but they're going to play differently. And also Julian Alvarez. That's what I had said, too. I was like, they got Julian Alvarez as well that float around that 10, you know, that false nine kind of role. And then also it's $40 million for profit. You know, it's not where you buy a player for 10, 15 million, you sell them for 30, 35, and you only make a 20 million profit or something like that. It's straight 40 for you. Well, you did uh, bring them up through the thing, so it's not. You've had cost in the kid through the academy, but it's not, it's it's less one-to-one. Yes. And it's profit that you're not banking on. Mm-hmm. No, I think, I think they should have sold them as much as that pains me to say. Okay. <sighs> All right. Uh, Austin Villa finishing a Europa spot either by finishing fifth mm-hmm. or winning the Conference League. True. I don't even need to explain why. Europa, <laughs> Europa for Villa next year. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know what's going to happen? You're going to win it. Most likely. I- I'm not even like. So I'm not trying to sound overly confident about this either. Like Villa's tournament play is kind of rough sometimes to watch. So it's, it's, <coughs> it's a little nerve wracking, but I, at some point they will get their legs more under them and then learn how to do tournament play, win conference league, get themselves in Europa. But also there's a possibility that they could just qualify to the table. Now, yeah. It'd be wild if they won Conference League and they get in the Champions League. I'm, that's just a dream this year, guys. It's just a dream. It's possible, but it's just a dream. I don't know. I don't know. I'm looking at it. Brighton's not consistent enough. Newcastle's not consistent enough. United's not consistent enough. Tottenham's not consistent enough. 
I could see it. I I'll could see it. I'll hit you I think it's going to be a three yeah. horse race on top. Yeah, oh yeah. And then a break. And then I, I could see another bigger break after that. I could see Villa comfortably being the fourth best team this year. I could see it. I can, I'm chill with that. All right. Uh, and then, another question I asked Woodsy as well. Brighton will finish out of the top 10 this year. Ooh. False. What's he? I don't, is it false? I don't see enough teams below them that are better than them. Fair enough. I like West Ham. I think that they use their Declan Rice money beautifully. Yep. Agreed. But I don't see West Ham and or a Brentford, Wolves, Palace, Everton, Forest overtaking them. No, I, I mean, that's fine. It's it's just the way they've been playing has been a little less. Oh, it's not Brighton-y. It's not as Brighton-y as it should be. Yep, yep. But again, this is more of I don't think that the other teams are good enough. Not that Brighton. Not that I believe in Brighton. Ole. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, true or false? Chelsea finished higher than Spurs. True. Wow. I'm not sure where that's going to be, but it's true. Wow. Oh, sorry, man. They're eleven points different right now through twelve matches. Making someone expects Spurs to fall. Yeah, well, you know they're. Having James gone, they don't really have a good player to fill in for that. No, that's true. But what about Ange? Yeah, Ange is nice, but he doesn't play. He does say mate a lot, so. That is true, but that doesn't mean that. Hey, the reigning three times. He has never failed. He has never failed to win a manager of the month. That's true. He is 3-0, but I don't think he's going to get it this month. That's so dumb. That's so dumb. I know. How he won it last month is so dumb. Yeah, I, I agree. I like I don't hate it, but I think that there were better managers on the table uh, on the nominee table, so they gonna do on that part of the boat. Whatever. Hit me. Uh VAR. True. Oh, well, this is gonna be an interesting <laughs> rest of the statement here. Should check every goal scored like the NFL does. When oh, true, 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 hundred percent. And on top of that, I'm going to add to that: VAR should be allowed to tell the ref to give out yellow cards, and it should be allowed to happen after the next stoppage in play. We do that. How is that any different? So if if the VAR ref, which is the point I was trying to make earlier, the VAR ref is allowed to give out cards, which he should be allowed to. He should. That's a hill I will die on. He (laughs) should be. He's the one with 37 different camera angles. It should. He should be allowed to say, hey, uh, yeah, Ollie. um, Yeah, 37 yellow card. And if he goes, why? Uh, So the reason why is um, because he never got the ball and he only got the guy. And it's not egregious enough to be a red. It should be that simple. And I understand that that changes. Oh, a bunch of people just went, oh, in England. But it, that's 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 how we're going to end up. I think they should be allowed to give out cards. I think 
that's okay. My problem is, is you're asking the ref to do. Now pay attention to what he's hearing and at the same time what he's seeing. That's a lot going on for one person. To Stoppage in play. Next time the whistle gets blown. As soon as the whistle gets blown. Hey, Ollie. Yeah. Go give that guy a yellow card. They could radio it to the fourth official. Yeah, they're communicating all game. These guys are listening and talk and looking at all the time. They're communicating all game. This is constant. That's true. I guess they do talk to each other on the line. Oh, the line judges talk to each other, and the line judges talk to. The All needs to be yellow card on next whistle. Yellow That's card true. next whistle. All right, blew the whistle. Hey, what's going on? Hey, yeah, no, we saw you know eleven. He gets a yellow card for blah blah blah. Okay, well, I'm should on be board. that simple. No, I'm on board for that. You just explained it out, so I'm good to go. And that and it, it needs to be that simple because all right, so is when even though Howard Webb said like so the whole Bruno thing should have been a red card, Howard Webb thinks it should have been a red card, but the VAR went, well, it was definitely a foul, should have been a yellow, but we can't review you. Even if if a yellow gets handed out that early in the game, the game changes. Yes, it does. And isn't that the point? Oh. If it's not the point, then why don't we just have red cards? Oh, just do be- away with yellows completely, and let's just have red cards. You either have messed up enough or you haven't. Because <laughs> apart from that, it's about changing the game. It's I'm about gonna- making a player play differently, and Bruno got away with it for 87 minutes. Yeah, he did. And that's that That was BS, and it allowed the game to devolve into what it devolved into. You're so, sure. yes, you talk about should they review that? Yes, and you know what? I'm going to go one step further. I think they already do. I think that they only say VR, VAR check when they have a reasonable doubt. Yeah, yeah. And it's not a clean, it's not a clean, quick, crisp, we're going to review it. Yeah. I think the only reason why we know about it in NFL so much is because you can have a foul on the play in the NFL for anything. Mm-hmm. You know, so they say, oh, it's going to be reviewed. It's going to be reviewed. And that's why they bring it up. But I think that they're already doing it in soccer. It's just more often than not, it's clear cut. And we don't see it, so it's not like, you know. Yep. Yep. It's like the NFL where you see them, like, look over the plays as as it's happening. So it's I, I get it. It's definitely a possible thing that's already happened. happened. Yeah, one thing, and I bet that I bet that Howard Webb already talked to him, but in the Arsenal-Newcastle goal, we're going to review it. We're going to review it. It's a big goal for both teams. We're going to review it. That's what the referee says, like. Find me a goal in the prem that's not a big goal. How oh, many goals truly, truly have no bearing on the outcome of anything? No, every goal. Because if you end up tied on points, who ends up higher and lower comes down to goal differential. Yep. It it every goal's a big goal. Yep. Yeah, you have two teams that are both scrapping. They're both in the Champions League. They both think they have a chance at winning the league. One team has a decent chance at dethroning City for the first time in three years. And a goal that was just a clusterfuck of a goal just went in. No shit, it's a big goal. But I don't like the innuation that, ah, whatever. If this was Sheffield versus Burnley, we wouldn't have cared. Like, a goal differential might be the difference between one of them staying up and not. Right, of course. It, it's always a big so because all goals are big goals in the prem. Absolutely, everyone should be. That's a good goal, or at least we looked at it and we did what we could. 
Fair enough. <sighs> All right. What do we got? Oh, uh, final thoughts. Uh, did I like the side-scrolling camera for the Arsenal match? Yes, I did. I actually asked people in the Albany Gooners to get on Twitter and start saying they liked it before the haters came out because people don't like change. But that was amazing. I could see more of the field. How was that not better? How was seeing more not better? Did I say I was complaining? I was just asking a question. No, but I know people are complaining. What did you think about it? <laughs> That's fair. The thing that I didn't like about it was it was... That was weird. You no, I, I took you off. You said the thing I didn't like about it was, and I didn't want to hear it. So I just, oh, I just removed you from the stream. Slow. It's just too slow. <laughs> I get it. No, that's actually fair. That's actually fair. You can ask. This thing I said, the only thing I do differently is it should be a little bit fit, quicker. Yeah. Just quicker down the line. Yeah, you booted me for nothing. I even <laughs> like the side tilt. When it when it no, side I, tilted for a little bit, I loved it. I thought it was great. It's whimsical. <laughs> you're either paying attention to the match and you saw it or you're not. You didn't, and that's on you. We should have fun. We're out here to have fun. Yeah. We're out here to have a couple pints with the boys. Leaders with the boys and have some fun. Have different angles of the match too, like you know, like I want to well, this side. Yeah. Of it or every time I see a match in person, I'm just like, yes, I can see everything. Yeah. So anything that gets me closer to that makes me happy. Of course. I would love to just pick, pick, pick that that seat right there. Put a camera <laughs> there and just yeah. have it tilt. Just, just do this. <laughs> so you can always see as much of the field as you can see. Yep. That's what I want. I don't need to have it zoomed in. I don't know. I also watch hockey. If you can follow the puck in hockey, then you can follow a ball in soccer. Believe me. Certainly. So, all right. So that is through the Thanksgiving break. Mm -hmm. We're going to get better at this. We apologize. We had a down week. We have lives. We got busy. Yes, sir. We did. And people. We will see you. The next episode that we record after this will be December 2nd release date. Whoa. Yeah. That seems so far away, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> for those of you who are still here, first of all, thank you. Second of all, subscribe if you haven't. Third of all, we're recording this on Wednesday the 15th because we want to, you know, have a holiday break to ourselves as well. So, uh, yeah, that does seem far away, but it's not. We are one, two, Three, it's three weeks, four, five, five, and almost six weeks away from Christmas. Oh dear, gotta love me some Ooh. Boxing Day. Boxing Day is gonna be fun. Cannot wait yes. for Boxing Day. Same season. All right, guys, this has been Swinging at Chins special match preview international break. Maybe stop having these version. <laughs> He's Aaron. That guy. <laughs> I'm Rhett. Thank you very much for listening. Adios. Well, guys, that was an episode of Swinging at Shins. We appreciate you for coming out and listening to us. If you guys want to hear or see more, we have links in the description below. We hope to hear from you soon and hear more about what you have to say.